Next on BYU Sports Nation, finally, game night with the Gales. Who or what will make the difference for BYU to win? What would a win and a loss mean for the Cougars tonight as well? We all heard about QBU in the Lavelle era. Has BYU now become linebacker U? Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Hope you're enjoying your Thursday, January 24th, because it is a what, Jerem? All night. Indeed it is. Against the Gales. Afternoon. That's become pretty standard when you have a 9 p.m. tip-off. Yeah. You almost need it to survive. Wherever and however you're connected, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with your friendly community sidewalk shoveler, Jerem Jordan. Yeah, it's, uh, it snowed last night. Uh, shoveled my driveway while we conversed this morning. In our oh, we heard every, every single scrape. Now, the issue was, so I'd go in the straight line, right? But there'd be so much that it'd, it'd come off. So I have to go d- twice to get that extra pile, right? That's, that, so it t- kind of takes twice as long. I'm not sure what to do about that. When are you going to release the Tommy Mansky drill, if you will, for effective snow shoveling? Uh, I don't. Uh, Maybe you just delivered it. Snow shovel. I don't know. I'm more of an effort guy. Okay. You know, Good effort. Hustle. Solid, yeah. thorough. Okay. Yeah. I but like I, it. But I, I was already ready to leave, so I couldn't put on a beanie. So then I was like, I had a running. You know, it was just a mess, you know. But uh, Whitney, I, I shoveled the driveway for you. Okay. Are you a high motor guy when it comes to uh, snow shoveling? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I suppose so. <laughs> Here's today's show line of BYU Sports Nation frenemy and voice of St. Mary's basketball. Alex Jensen joins us in 15 minutes. How confident is he in the Gales playing tonight in the Marriott Center? And why are the women's basketball players not only good at hoops, but also vlogs? Because the YouTube channel for more than one BYU women's player is blowing up. Paisley Johnson discusses that in about 40 minutes. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. As mentioned, BYU hosting St. Mary's tonight. The Gales beat the Cougars big. Earlier this season in Moraga, 88-66. But TJ Haas, the BYU junior guard, says this is a different Cougar team since that first matchup. Yeah, I feel like this team has grown a lot since then. Um, you know... Uh, I feel like we've gotten a lot better defensively, and we're working on that every day in practice. Um, So I think we're going to be ready to go tomorrow. Tip-off, 11 p.m. Eastern. You can watch it live on ESPN2 or listen on BYU Radio, where pregame coverage begins at 10 p.m. Eastern. Sports Illustrated names Patriots linebacker and former Cougar Kyle Van Noy as one of the 20 most important players in the Super Bowl. Van Noy had uh, 90 tackles this season. Super Bowl against the Rams is February 3rd. BYU women's basketball ranked number five in ESPNW's mid-major rankings this week. Gonzaga, by the way, who the Cougars beat last week, ranked number two in that poll. BYU now 16-3 overall. They're the only unbeaten in conference play at 8-0. They play at San Diego trying to get to 9-0 this Saturday at the Slim Gym. 5 p.m. Eastern, Jenny Craig Pavilion. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's what's trending on BYU Sports Nation. BYU St. Mary's. Finally, it's here. The rematch in the 2018-2019 season. BYU desperately, you would think, needs a win to remain relevant in the West Coast Conference. Jerem, what does a win or loss 
for BYU tonight mean for the rest of the season? Let's tackle both sides. I think a win means BYU stays in the hunt for the top three. A loss would kind of you kind of distance yourself. I don't think BYU would finish in the top three if they lost tonight. It'd be it'd be hard. You'd climb back into the top 100 in Ken Palm because St. Mary's is a good team. Uh, they were 34th yesterday, and today they're 33rd. So it's not a six-game regular season losing streak. Oh, please. Against St. Mary's as well. And you'd have a shot at doing something special, which would be beat St. Mary's and Gonzaga in consecutive weeks. Will BYU beat Gonzaga? That'll be a tough uh, haul, but you'd have that opportunity. And in a season where BYU struggled, especially on the road and kind of overall, this isn't the same kind of season we've seen from BYU recently, perhaps it restores some order in some way. Uh, BYU can't make up the 8-7 and seven non-con. But if they went tonight, it's like, okay, defending home court, and I think that's a big deal. BYU's 9-1 and one at home. This has been a place where BYU has had great success against everyone that's not a top-10 team. Yeah, the urgency needs to be there because if BYU loses, they drop to 4-3 and three in conference, Woof. which means Gonzaga is still unbeaten, assuming they win tonight. They might run the table. Okay, Gonzaga might go 18-0 in conference. I'll be shocked if they don't. San Francisco has one loss. Gonzaga already won at San Francisco. By four, that was a good game. Gonzaga will probably win in Moraga at St. Mary's. But the point is, if BYU loses tonight, four and three, while the Zags, Dons, and Gales all have zero or one loss. If you're two full games back and we're not halfway through the West Coast Conference season, and Gonzaga is the next game for BYU, you're staring at 4-4. Four and four. Yeah, yeah. if BYU loses tonight, it's probably a three-game losing streak. And against the top three teams in the league, by the way. This is a tough stretch. Granted, two of three are home, though. That's good. Staring at 4-4, four and four, which is a hole that as much as BYU wants to believe they can climb out of and they might play well and win some games. I don't want to rely on might. That, that's hard, right? I want to rely on uh, the other might, the might of strength, of home strength, where BYU's been, been good. BYU's very different at home, very different. Like, BYU lost by 22 at St. Mary's. 22? Are you kidding me? That's an absolute blowout. Now, a at win, home, this is going to be more competitive. The line is one and a half. St. Mary's by one and a half. The line was also one and a half against Utah State. The Aggies were favored in Provo. So BYU didn't have a players-only meeting and didn't have Nick Emery injected into this lineup. I think that situation was different than this one. But it's St. Mary's. I guarantee the energy will be high regardless. If it's not, then you're not a very good competitor. Like, this is a rival. This is WCC. BYU's going to be ready to go. BYU wins tonight, 5-2. and two. St. Mary's would be 4-2. and two. The Cougars, for the time being, would be in third place of the West Coast Conference. This is an enormous swing game. BYU needs to protect home court. Winning against St. Mary's means that the energy, the mojo, the belief, any sort of belief that BYU can compete with the top tier in the West Coast Conference and get into the NIT, all that stuff, I feel like rides on tonight's game. It's important. Who or what will be the difference if BYU beats St. Mary's tonight? For me, it's team defense. Greg Rebell pointed out yesterday, statistically speaking, the biggest difference for BYU between playing on the road and at home is team defense. Point differential. I mean, BYU is giving up more than 20 points more per game when they are away from the Marriott Center. That's ridiculous. I know that this that road has been a lot tougher of a schedule, but that is a stupid number. Like, are you kidding me? So BYU is going to play way better at home. They got to figure it out on the road. But, I'd be forgiving if it were just Nevada or Mississippi State. Right. 
But it's Weber State and San Diego State and UNLV. And, and, and like even Pacific those, scored teams are high 80s the, against BYU. Not all these teams are top 50 or even top 100, right? Now, the trend is disconcerting. So the team defense at home with that energy instilled from the crowd, I think will make the biggest difference if BYU is to beat St. Mary's tonight. And coinciding with that, rebounding urgency. If BYU plays good defense, they'll out-rebound the Gales. And that's not easy to do. Because St. Mary's is a good rebounding team, but I think there's those only a two margin things, of two in Moraga, and that wasn't a big deal. Granted, St. Mary's is five rebounds better per game than their opponents this season. Yeah, it, but they won by 22, just plus two. To me, it's defending, uh, contesting shots. St. Mary's shot 55 percent. If you're coming off a game where they gave up a season high 64 percent shooting from San Francisco, 50 points in the paint. Uh, Zach Selyus said it uh, earlier in the week. They've got to stay in front of their defenders. Like, I'm guarding you. I'm not going to let you just get to the rim and get a layup. Like, I got to, I got to own my – do your job, own my matchup. BYU gives up 10% more better shooting to opponents on the road. That's, 10%. Tithing's worth. You come home, the urgency's there, the desperation almost. Get, get the urgency of desperation on the road. You have to inject that yourself. And that's what Dave Rosa said. I thought that how BYU do you played that? pseudo home games how on the do road. You, how do you do that? I thought BYU played pseudo home games on yeah, the no, road. Yeah, no, BYU so will benefit by yeah. being on their home floor tonight. I think the urgency and the desperation to play high-level, intense defense will be there, and that will transition to rebounding and all of the all the hustle plays, the 50-50 basketballs. Yeah, BYU's not going to go seven minutes without making a that was ridiculous. Shot or score at all like they did at San Francisco. They'll be fine. All right, we're going with defense. The BYU football defense, Jerem, earned their keep this season kind of quietly. And then we looked back and we're like, wow, BYU had a pretty good defense overall. Top 25 in most major categories. Led by linebacker Sione Takitaki, who, by the way, was just invited to compete in the Reese's Senior Bowl after a solid performance in the East-West Shrine game. Jerem, if Sione is going to get drafted, we'll see, but he's trending in the right direction. If he gets drafted, does that further the conversation that BYU is linebacker you? Nationally, absolutely not. If you're asking me if linebacker is the best position at BYU right now and perhaps this decade or independence, yeah, I would say, I would say yes. Is it linebacker you? No. Yeah, within no. the realm of BYU Sports Nation, is it linebacker you? Well, those two things are different to me. Uh, is linebacker the strongest position, strongest position in BYU? Sure, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There, there have been a bunch of guys. Is a linebacker you in the NFL? No, no. But this has been the position of most value at the next level. Okay, BYU's had some really good players: Fred Warner, Kyle Van Noy, Spencer Adley, Wani Yunga, Alani Fua. All have played in the NFL recently. Only two of those guys drafted, by the way, um, uh, of the players in the NFL. Only you know, two are linebackers for BYU currently. Uh, it used to be quarterbacks, 70s and 80s. BYU had some really good tight ends. Not all of those panned out in the NFL per se, but BYU had a lot of All-American tight ends. This is, the, this is a position, as Brady Papinga outlined, based on where BYU is, that BYU can recruit. There's a lot of good linebacker tight end types among the uh, recruiting pool that BYU Great. dips into. Live in it. Yeah. Die on that hill if you have to. And... Let's look at our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Three of the last ten BYU NFL draftees have been linebackers. I need that number to be higher to be a good argument. Fred Warner, Three, that's it. Kyle Van Noy, <laughs> and Brian Keel were all drafted 
Uh, Kiel is a wild. That was a as a linebacker. Ago. Now, yeah. there are four current linebackers in the NFL, or three, but we hope that there will be four, and we think that Sione Takitaki will join the ranks. Whether he's drafted or not, we think he's going to get onto a roster. And he's, he's doing the right things to make that happen. So, 10 in the last decade have played in the NFL. 10's a pretty good number. While there haven't been more than three drafted, there have been 10 guys that have played in the NFL at that position. Now, here's doing some more research. 25 different BYU Cougars have played linebacker in the NFL. That's the most BYU players of any individual position, according to Pro Football Reference. More than defensive linemen, more than offensive linemen. Yeah, no linemen, you have the largest numerical chance because there are five. And quarterbacks, the, by the way, the fewest. there are nine yeah, that have played. There are one at a from, time. Exactly. Right. So I was a little surprised by that. I thought it might be offensive linemen because you think of the, the heyday of BYU and blocking up front and those right. big guys, and those the heyday, big boys. Yes. Not recently, though. It's linebackers. 25 different guys from BYU have played linebacker in the NFL more than yeah. any other position. If you say linebacker U, that means you're the university of that position. So this, that's not the case for BYU. But if you're saying, is linebacker the strongest position of BYU recently? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. The numbers bear that out. There you go. The question is, Jerem, will BYU have a better linebacking core than another school that typically has a good set of linebackers when they take on Utah in how many days? Countdown to the Utes. Still ways off. 217 days away to open the 2019 college football season, BYU and Utah. And, yes, the Utes typically have a very strong core of linebackers. Joe Tukuafu, by the way, tweeted out some uh, some emojis and the date, August 29th yesterday. So will oh. he be back in a BYU uniform? We'll see. I hope for Joe's sake that he gets to play college football again That'd for be BYU. Great. That would be great. Our question of the day, back to basketball. Who or what? Would be the difference if BYU is to beat St. Mary's tonight in the Marriott Center. By the way, there are are a lot of these around the set, St. Mary's face right now. Like I'm, like I'm seeing a lot of St. Mary's face. But how do you feel about this? Who wasted the ink on this? It it was. It wasn't printed at home. It's all good. I know. (laughs) We got we got plenty of ink here. I I still think it's a waste. Why do we have City Creek if we can't print these? You know what I'm saying? Come on. Now to our question today. Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. At Twiggy or Stone in on Twitter. I think there are two things that need to happen. BYU needs to have four or more guys in double-figure scoring. Four. And they need to stop scoring off of dribble penetration. That's been a thing that Dave Rose has addressed with me several times in-game. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, when when I own the matchup with you, I'm gonna I'm not gonna let me get screened and you get a layup or you just beat me off the dribble. If if St. Mary's pulls up from deep and is making everything, so be it. So be it. Well, that's what they did in Moraga when Malik Fitz hit three three pointers in like under a minute of game time. Yeah, but but to me there was a lot of the penetrating kick. Oh, to and him they have the there best open. guard in the league, yeah. possibly for that. No, he is the best guard. Jordan Ford. He's the best guard Absolutely. overall. Yes, he's Absolutely. the best guard in the league. Yeah. I mean, you could make an argument that, that Perkins is as good a dribble penetrator as Jordan Ford for Gonzaga. I, but, like, I like Jordan Ford the most. He's oh, really his, good. His game is unbelievable. His name is Jordan. I just, personally, I just okay, like that. Well, there you go. Coming up, and one picks for tonight. What role will Gavin Baxter play in them? Yes, St. Mary's is invading the Marriott Center tonight, and we have St. Mary's face all over the studio ready to go. <laughs> hey, Alex Jensen, the voice of the Gales, is here. Hey. 
the saving grace of St. Mary's. It's true. The only true. thing we like about St. Mary's is Alex. <laughs> it's <BYU> Sports Nation. <laughs> BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. There's the gnome, and I'm not talking about Dilva Dilva. The best three-point shooting and defending team in the league is in the Marriott Center tonight. St. Mary's against Brigham Young. Pre-game coverage on BYU Radio, 10 Eastern time. I'd like to apologize for everyone that has to watch the show today or is choosing to watch the show today for the influx of St. Mary's faces all over there's a the lot. studio. There's, there's uh, I count at least five. My condolences, my friends. Yeah. My condolences. I wish I had uh, your face on a stick. We need that. You are live with us in Studio B. This is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. You can listen to the show on demand by downloading the BYU Sports Nation podcast. If you'd like to watch it at your convenience. Except for today. That's simple, BYUSN.com. We yeah, recommend, enter at your own risk Yeah, we today. recommend just listening to it today as opposed to watching it. <laughs> Most of the time we're like, whatever. But today it's like, just listen. So go oh. ahead and just go to BYU Radio. Give you Jer- don't want to see St. Mary's Give, give Jeremy an inch, and he'll take a mile with this thing, baby. <laughs> a kilometer. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag BYUSN on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. I didn't do this. No, but you have taken the liberty to exploit the fact that my face is super ugly in that moment and talk about it on the air. Sorry, I didn't think I needed to say it. I, th- I think everyone's Oh, you've right? said it. You've said it. If you didn't need to say it, then why are you saying it? I don't need to explain it. No, it's but you pretty, are explaining it's pretty it, pretty obvious. But you've, you've said it, and you said it yesterday. Yeah. What, so why what did do you, I say that you, wasn't accurate? That I... You think that's pretty? I didn't, I didn't say it's pretty, <laughs> but you just said I don't need to say anything. But yet you hear you are saying things. I, so I'm calling you I'm out on it. I'm ready to move on. I don't know I'm about calling you. you out on it. Joining us now in Studio B is the voice of the St. Mary's Gales to discuss St. Mary's face and many other important things. Alex Jensen. The Alex. only good thing about St. Mary's. Another St. Mary's face right here. Yes, a couple it, St. Mary's faces. Saint Mary's <laughs> yeah. face, but you're a smiling St. Mary's face. And you guys, you guys got my gnome. I love to see yeah, my gnome th- here on set. Gnome, no, yeah, anytime. We appreciate the gnome. Anytime. Yeah. That's a gift from all of us in Moraga. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't just a one-man show. I'll just put it that way. <sighs> now, I, I should warn you, if St. Mary's beats BYU tonight, tonight, we might throw it off the top of the building. Well, then I might just have to take it back. <laughs> Regift it. Hey, you should be smiling because the Gales have won six straight regular season matchups against BYU. What is it about St. Mary's and Randy Bennett coach teams that are not just hard for BYU, but basically every team in the West Coast Conference? Well, I think you're, you're looking at a really good offensive coach, first of all. I mean, Randy Bennett understands how to adjust to his personnel, whether it be you know, Patty Mills or Matthew Delavadova or Emmett Nahr or Joe Rahan or Tommy Cousy running point guard. They find a way to produce offensively. And one thing that they've done, I think, in this matchup um, that, that has been – that, that's allowed them to uh, have the upper hand in the last few years is they've been able to control the tempo of these games. I mean, BYU, last time I can remember BYU really controlling the tempo in a regular season game. Now, we saw it in Vegas last year. Uh, but in a regular season game was when Kyle Collinsworth was at the top of that 1-3-1 zone and the Cougars were able to get out and run. And when they get out and run here, you're in big trouble. So, you know, Joe Rahan was really good at controlling the tempo, obviously, last year with the, with the three or four seniors. Um, this year we'll see. Uh, these guys haven't been in many environments like this. I mean, New Mexico State was one of them, uh, have not played at Gonzaga yet, so we'll see. But in terms of St. Mary's against BYU, I think controlling the tempo uh, has been the key because BYU wants to get up and down. And for the most part, this year you'll see a little bit more transition from the Gales because they have the athletes, but St. Mary's wants to slow it down. And, uh, you know, over the last couple of years, 
it's they've been for the most part half court games. Let's rewind to the off season. Uh, the big three leave. Big three in, in Nar and Hermanson and Landale. Okay, they leave and we're like, oh, you're always going to be second. We're celebrating the non Gonzaga league title already. Then San Francisco emerges as this tremendous team. They were pretty good, but became really good. And then St. Mary's kind of kind of reloaded, and Jordan Ford took this huge leap forward. So how is this edition of the Gales team uh, similar and different to last year's? Well, I think the difference is there's much more athleticism. I mean, it's been a long time since I can remember someone like Malik Fitz yeah. in a Gale uniform. Yeah, I mean, he's he a game has, changer. He really is. I mean, he, he's got an NBA type of body. He's 6'8", you know, over 230. Finally, someone that can match up with the only child. Tanner Krebs isn't playing out of position anymore, so he's able to slide in there. So a much quicker team. They're going to push the tempo a little bit more. And Jordan Ford is as unstoppable in the open court as you can get and as unguardable of a player. And that's not hyperbole. You know, as unguardable of a player – in a Gale uniform that I've seen in my time at St. Mary's. I mean, that's saying a lot at the point guard position. It really is. But, I mean, he just has that thing on a string all the time, man. I mean, his handle is ridiculous. You know, I mean, it, and it's also not hyperbole to say he's a little bit like Steph Curry. Yes, he caters his game to play like Steph Curry. He really does. And if you remember the last couple of years, he wore number 30. Um, but, I mean, Isaiah Wright is one of the better perimeter defenders in the league. I mean, he made him fall over two or three times in that Saturday game <laughs> against San Diego. So I think the biggest difference is the athleticism uh, between the last few years and this year. Where it stays the same is you're going to see the same type of offensive sets. I mean, a lot of high ball screens, a lot of 5-1 ball screens, and they're going to try and make plays off of there. Now, the, what's, what's much different and what's been a lot of fun to kind of watch is, I mean, this is a program the last few years that has been in the top of the league in assists per game. Now they're ninth. So they're making a lot of plays yeah, off the dribble. Yeah, kind of odd. They've yeah. been watching James Harden a lot. Yeah, James I, Harden I think, thinks yeah. that's amazing, man. <laughs> right. But, they, I mean, but, I mean, if you see some of these plays, I mean, they're, they have the ability to kind of break you down off the dribble. And they've got the ability, like you see here with Jordan Ford, this is a, better, this is a different defensive club as well. They're going to press you a little bit more. They're going to force more turnovers. You know, we were talking about it off air. I mean, in the past, you know, with those Joe Rayon, Dane Pinot type of teams, right, they're mostly just staying in front of you, really forcing you to take those contested shots. I think that uh, that philosophy is still there, but these teams are going to take a few more chances because of the athletes they have and because of their ability in transition. We discussed what a win and a loss would mean for BYU tonight. A loss drops the Cougars to four and three, and you would think largely out of finishing in the top three, at least definitely not trending that way. However, a win kind of keeps them in that conversation. What would a win and, in contrast, a loss mean for St. Mary's tonight as far as the West Coast Conference goes? Well, I think for, for this team, and you know, especially talking about earlier in the season, and carry it through to now, because this is a team that not only lost over 60% of its scoring, more importantly, they lost over 60% of their minutes played from last mm-hmm. year. I mean, Jordan Ford and Tanner Krebs are the only guys that have played a starting or significant role really in the top six or seven under Randy Bennett. So I think it's all about confidence. You know, I mean, uh, the Gales away from home have not been great. They're, uh, I think, three and five. Yeah, BYU from... knows about that, Alex. <laughs> Two <away>. and seven. <laughs> well, they're, they're three and five away from McEwen Pavilion this year. And, you know, they got thumped by Utah State. I think that was a bit of an eye-opener to them. But every other game they've pretty much been in. So if this game does end up being close, which I think if St. Mary's going to win, it will be a close game because of how good BYU is in the Marriott Center. Um, that's going to have a lot to do with their confidence because every single one of their wins this year, guys, have come by double digits. Wow. And six of their seven losses have come by six or less points. So okay. it, huh. with a young and, and more inexperienced team, I think the confidence is fragile. So a win boosts their confidence a little bit. A loss and maybe they're – I don't want to say they're scratching their heads, but, you know, we can't get it done away from – you know, it, it's just the it's a big confidence. The rhetoric remains the same. Thing. Exactly. Yeah. And, I mean, you guys know how big confidence is in, in sports in general. 
Do you think home court's the difference for BYU tonight? Because we've talked about how good BYU's been at home, 9-1, and one, only lost to Houston, um, beat, beaten Utah State, but not a lot of teams in the top 100 there. Yet on the road, BYU's really struggled. 20, lost by 22 at uh, St. Mary's, 19 at San Francisco. Do you expect this to be a, a close game tonight? Yes, absolutely. Yes, I, I, you know, I just said, I mean, if St. Mary's wins this game, I think it's going to be a close game. We see what BYU, Utah State's a good team, man. I mean, I don't think our guys are ready for that. Uh, in Vegas with Utah State. Um, but they, I mean, they came in here and BYU ran them out of the gym in the first half. Uh, and the only loss BYU has had here is, is Houston, who was one of the last teams to, to lose a game. So, yeah, I mean, I don't think there's, at least to this point in the year, BYU's a different animal here in Provo. And they always have been, really. They're a different animal here in Provo. They're really tough here in Provo as opposed to on the road. Now, I mean, in years past, obviously, we've seen them get it done on the road as well. They've won at Gonzaga. And they won at St. Mary's with Eric Mika. Uh, both really tough places to win. They, uh, the Hilltop's been tough for a lot of teams. And they've, they've the, the, first they lost their first game yeah, on the in, Hilltop this year. In the league, yeah. Right. So, uh, But, yeah, there's no, no doubt about it. The, the, the home crowd feeds their transition. The style of ball that BYU plays, I think, uh, has a lot to do with momentum. Uh, and I think the crowd really helps them there. And I think playing it at elevation also helps them as well. He's the best thing that St. Mary's has going for him. The voice of the Gales, Alex <laughs> Jensen, in studio B. In our, in our opinion. <laughs> right now, is San Francisco the second best team in the league? I think right now you have to say yes, but I'll tell you what, I, I didn't come away from the game that the Gales played on the Hilltop thinking that San, that San Francisco is for sure a more talented team. It I went think down to the wire. It, it did go down to the wire. Now, St. Mary's did not play well in the first half of that game. I mean, I remember the tip. The, the opening tip comes back to Tommy Cousy and very un-St. Mary's-like, right? Throws it away. He thinks Jordan Ford's going to head into the front court. Or no, he, he thinks Jordan Ford's going to stay in the back court and collect the pass. He throws it behind him, turnover. It was just a, it was a bad way to start that game, and it kind of rolled downhill from there. The Gales came back from down 13 or 15 to tie the game in the second half. Um, but to answer your question, San Francisco struggled on the road. I mean, they barely escaped Stockton. We know how tough Stockton One is. One-point win. One-point win. They needed a last-second shot from Frankie Ferrari to beat the Waves at, in, in Malibu. And they still have to play in Moraga, in Spokane, and here. Mm-hmm. As well as at San Diego. San Diego, they've got some depth issues, but... Those four seniors are still, I mean, they give the Toreros a chance on any night. So I think right now, yeah, San Francisco is the second best team in the league. But I really don't think that the gap between two and three and two and four and even two and five is what it has been in the last handful of years. What sticks out about BYU now that, uh, you know, these two have matched up 19 days ago and here we are in round two already? Uh, Well, for my money, I mean, I think. T.J. Hawes is the most important cover when you talk about B. I, that that dude is a baller. I mean, he he and he's the taking the ginger it, mamba. The ginger mamba. Wow, is that really something? That's a thing. That's what we call him? Yeah, that's, that's pretty thing. awesome. I mean, <laughs> I, <laughs> it, it's 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 a great nickname. It is. It really is. But I mean, he he has the ability to make other guys better, and I think that's what makes him so dangerous. In in the game in Baraga, he went for one assist and five turnovers. I think if you can turn him into a more one dimensional player. Then, then you take the head off that snake a little bit because he can really score. I mean, he can score and he can and he can play make right. He can make other guys better. But if he's not able to make other guys better, if you take that element away from him, then I think BYU becomes a little bit more one dimensional in terms of making plays individually, which he could do and which Yoli Childs can do. But if you take away the drive and kick, if you take away the other things that T.J. Haas is able to do, uh, the lobs to a guy like Gavin Baxter, I mean, he has the ability to make those other guys better. And for me, that's the main cover when you talk about BYU. And the one-two punch, I mean, listen, the one-two punch is as good as there is in the West Coast Conference with T.J. Haas 
and Yoli Childs. But again, if you can take away those secondary guys, it starts with TJ Haas being able to play make. Alex, great stuff, man. Um, I'd love to sign my St. Mary's face picture for you. if you Well, I, I was hoping to get a better quality, maybe a card stock. Well, or... well, we like you, but we probably aren't going to put a St. Mary's anything on our flag here. Which we're doing. So, We've got the gnome on The gnome is enough, man. No, exactly. The gnome is awesome. And I have an emotional reaction two ways when I see it, too. So that always gets me going. Oh, uh, Mine's only one. The only thing, you know, I mean, I was hoping maybe a mouthpiece in there somewhere. Yes. You know? And like a like an armband. Band, you know. <laughs> an armband, yeah, the whole the whole deal. He was actually in L.A. when we when we played LMU. He was down there playing the uh, I think the Cavs were playing the Lakers the next day, and he came out came out to the game. So great dude. I mean, for as good of a player as he as he is and was, even better guy. BYU fans, I'm sure love him for what he did in Provo. Yeah, well, I, I actually <laughs> I, said this on the radio I yesterday. Bring that up. Yeah, I, I said this on the radio yesterday. You know, if he was a Cougar. Oh, they would love it. I mean, oh, it was absolutely. A, right. I mean, he's he's the type of guy you hate to play against. Yes. And it, but if he's if he's one of your guys, I mean, he's that's why his jersey's in the rafters in in uh, McEwen Pavilion. Yeah. Career salary over under twenty five mil. For Matthew Delavadero, yeah. over. He signed a thirty six million dollar deal with the Bucks. Over thirty one point two right there now. There you go. There that's, you go. Uh, that's more than Jimmer, and that's just not cool. Here, Alex, I'm going to sign this so you can go home and shred it. Okay? <laughs> shred it? I'm hanging it up, man. It's going does, in a frame. He, listen, this, is a, this relationship is uh, you know, unique in that he has nothing to dislike. Oh, we love Alex. We love Alex. Yeah. That's true. We love yeah. Alex. Okay, here you go. Look at that, man. <laughs> this is, this look at this, yeah. everybody. Where's the, which camera is it? Right here. Right here? Yeah. Well, look at that. It's going on my wall. Yeah. Okay? Thanks, fellas. You'll be like, who's that? Oh, my goodness. Thanks, Alex. We'll see you tonight. Great to have Thanks, you, man. Guys. Coming up, how Paisley Johnson of the women's basketball team tweeted her way to post-game passes with the Jazz. Donovan Mitchell's a good dude. Really good dude. And I found myself in an unfamiliar position, trailing in our and one picks for the first time in either football or basketball season. I'm going to try and change that next. This is BYU Sports Nation. Last year. Coming up on Wednesday, February 6th, celebrate... Football National Signing Day with us on BYU Sports Nation from 12 to 2 Eastern as we talk with head coach Kalani Sataki and many others and introduce you to the newest batch of Cougs Wednesday, February 6th, 12 to 2 Eastern. That's coming up quick. We now present today's BYU Sports Nation headlines for a second time. BYU St. Mary's tonight. The Gales, you probably remember, beat the Cougars earlier this season in Moraga by 22 However, T.J. House says this is a different BYU team since that first matchup. Yeah, I feel like this team has grown a lot since then. Um, you know, uh, I feel like we've gotten a lot better defensively, and we're working on that every day in practice. Um, so I think we're going to be ready to go tomorrow. BYU's defense at home has not been the issue. It's been defense on the road. The Cougars, for their fortune, play in the Marriott Center tonight. Tip-off at 11 p.m. Eastern. You can watch it live on ESPN2. Listen on BYU Radio. Pre-game coverage starts at 10 Eastern. Sports Illustrated names Patriots linebacker and former Cougar Kyle Van Noy as one of the 20 most important players in the Super Bowl. Is 20 is significant? I would think that if it was top five or something. We go like 10? Top 50 most significant player. Van Noy has 90 tackles this season. Super Bowl against the Rams is February 3rd. In BYU the- women's basketball ranked 5th in ESPNW's mid-major rankings this week. Gonzaga, who the Cougars beat last week, ranked number 2. BYU now 16-3 and overall. They've won 10 straight games. They're the lone unbeaten team in West Coast Conference play at 8-0, trying to get to 9-0 in the WCC when they play at San Diego this Saturday at 5 p.m. Eastern. All right, Jerem. You have the lead in and one, but that doesn't mean it lasts forever. Let's make our picks. Picks, predictions, and one. 
on BYU Sports Nation. All right, Jerem has a 12 to 10 lead. A reminder, the first pick is worth two points. If we get that one right, we can pick up the extra point with our second pick. Because I'm trailing, I'm picking first. This is new to me. My two-pointer. BYU will win, Jerem. One and a half point underdog. And one. BYU will out-rebound St. Mary's. The Gales are a plus five average in rebounding margin this season. They out-rebounded BYU by two in Moraga. I think BYU wins the rebounding battle tonight for my and one pick. Does BYU out-rebound them per game this season? My pick. Uh, you got to go with margin. It's about matchups. Uh, yeah, the matchup of BYU per game versus St. Mary's. St. Mary's out-rebounded BYU in the first one. So there you go. Uh, Yoli Childs make a three-pointer. That's my two-pointer. Uh, he's made one four games in a row. He was 0 of 2 at St. Mary's, and he has eight games this season where he's never made a three. And my and one pick. Give us some of that. And yeah. one. Kevin Baxter will have multiple blocks. Uh, in three games, uh, the last three games, he has six blocks total. So that streak will continue. Multiple blocks for Gavin Wheel of Cheese Baxter. All right. Those are your and one picks. Our question of the day, who or what will be the difference if BYU is to beat St. Mary's tonight? Let's go back to Voice of the Nation. At Eric 515 answers on Instagram. The best consistent effort we have seen on defense yet this season, that'll do it. Yeah, if BYU can't get up for tonight, I, I'm going to question some some things, right? I think BYU will be ready to play. This is a big game. It's a rival. It's home. BYU is playing its third home game in the last 43 days. I, I think that the stage is set for BYU to show up. Now, whether BYU wins the game or not is is perhaps different. they got to shoot the ball well and whatnot. But, I mean, defense is effort. Offense is skill. Five days to prepare for a home game. This should be a very different scenario than what BYU faced the first time around when they... One at Pacific, hard-fought game, and then had one day travel in between to go to Moraga and prepare for St. Mary's on the road. Not too much travel there. Stockton to... One day of preparation different than five days of preparation. And playing on home floor, clearly, as we have stated, ad nauseum has been the answer for BYU this season. This will be a very different game than the one we saw the first time around when BYU lost by 22. Coming up, BYU Women's Hoops is one spot out of the top 25. Will they be ranked on Monday? Speed San Diego. And why was Paisley Johnson hanging out with the NBA dunk champion and a guy who should be an all-star, Donovan Mitchell? She joins us in studio next. This is BYU Sports Nation. He's huge on YouTube. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Do you like the shrills of children? Well, tomorrow at 1 Eastern, you're in for a treat. The 16th ranked gymnastics hosts Utah State on Kids Day. Watch it on BYU TV in the app. There's a difference between happy shrills and <laughs> sad shrills. It'll These be, are happy shrills. It'll be, we're not in school shrills. <laughs> Definitely happy. Which is the sound that you and I encounter when we go home. You know, it's like, oh, hey, ah! Yeah. Yeah. And now we have a... Happy time. My my sister-in-law's dog lives with us, too, so it's running up to me. It's just, it's very exciting when I get home. Yeah, you've never felt more love in your life. I'm like, can I put my things away first? (laughs) Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation with our question of the day. Who or what will be the difference if BYU men's basketball is to beat St. Mary's tonight? Jay Yamans answers on Facebook. Let's be honest. This is going to come down to two words, fight and heart. In a world. There seemed to be very little of either during the first matchup, and it showed. Yeah, and that, and that was the game where it kind of got weird with Joshua Hardnett a little bit and BYU's down. So I, I think this is a very different situation here at home. All right. 
11 p.m. Eastern, 9 Mountain. Watch it on ESPN2. You can watch the BYU women's basketball team at 5 Eastern, 3 Mountain time on the W.TV this Saturday at San Diego as they look to remain unbeaten in conference play and win an 11th straight game. Joining us now to preview that is BYU sophomore guard Paisley Johnson. Paisley, welcome to Studio B. Thank you. I mean, it's cold outside. So I'm glad I'm in here. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You have a way of working your way into high-profile situations. The picture on BYU's website is you <laughs> celebrating after the Gonzaga win. You show up at the jazz game, and you're like, hey, I want to meet all the famous jazz players, and then somehow that's happening later. So you're taking pictures with Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. How did that happen? Um, yeah, I tweeted out, and I just was going to the game, so I wanted to see maybe if he'd get a chance to talk to me after or something cool like that. That he would get a chance to talk to you. I mean, I, I mean, I like, that, I like that perspective. <laughs> that I would get a chance to, but um, yeah. And he was so open to it. Like he favorited my tweet like 20 minutes later and I was freaking out in the car. I was going crazy. I was like, this guy. But then um, a woman that takes care of him messaged me and just like, hey, Donovan would like to give you passes. Like come after the game and meet him. And then Rudy came out. Grayson Allen came out. I was like, okay, I need pics. I need pictures. That's awesome. Yeah, That's awesome. It was awesome. Do you try and be as accessible to potential fans since you're an athlete here at BYU? As accessible? I mean, yeah. Like, it, like if so, if someone wants to meet you after the game, that's an option. Yeah, you can hook sure. up passes and take pictures. I mean, like if they want them, I'm more than I'm more than willing. But let's talk about that too. So you have a YouTube channel. Uh, we talked to Shayla Gonzalez. She has one as well. Mm-hmm. We, didn't, we didn't realize you have such a big following. It's like 27,000 subscribers. <laughs> so when did you start that, and uh, why do you do it? Uh, I started that my senior year of high school, um, and I did it to catch the memories. Catch the memories and be able to look at them when I'm older with my kids or something like that. Um, and it started with the state tournament in high school, and my friend Mackenzie Wilms was so into it. And she made like this 30 minute long video of our state championship like experience. It's a documentary. Really it was. Wow. Um and I just got into it after that and then this summer I posted a video of like a day in the D one life athlete whatever and it kind of blew up and ever since then like people have just caught on. I don't know. It's been fun. Okay, awesome. so the real question is, are, are we going to be part of your YouTube? Will this be on the blog? Is this going to be on the blog? Yes. Can I pull <laughs> up my phone? Sweet. Yes, please. Pull out the yeah, phone, Just record Paisley. something right now. Yeah, absolutely. Let's what, see here. What's your, what's your username? If people want Just to... Paisley Johnson. Paisley Johnson. Okay, so we're in Studio B interviewing Paisley Johnson. Primarily I've, so I've that we can to be on the internet. appeal to the 27,000 <laughs> subscribers she has on YouTube. Yes, hey, this is live television and I'm live I'm here on TV. The 206 <laughs> is where it's at, yeah. Seattle, what's up? All right. We've already won up Shaylee because she didn't put us on the blog. Yeah. <laughs> Did we not make it? I don't know. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. <laughs> I kid. Shaylee, I kid. let's go. Uh, okay, now let's talk about what your team is doing, which has been a remarkable Oh, yeah, run. women's basketball. <laughs> Last game you lost was to Utah, who are ranked 21st now, and they're having yeah. an incredible season. Hard-fought game uh, in Salt Lake City. Now BYU's won 10 straight. You're 8-0 in the West Coast Conference. You beat Gonzaga. You're one spot outside the top 25. What, what changed since that loss to Utah? Um, I think expectations for ourselves from the coaches and I think from our fans and, but mostly within like our team, the girls, like we want to make a riff in these college games and kind of disturb what's supposed to happen. So I, we want it so bad. We want to just win and you can, 
as much as these games come down to the wire and it's very stressful, like it kind of just shows you like our team wants to win. We want to get out there and try and play the best we can. And sometimes it's not necessarily the best, but we somehow come out on top. You've been the comeback kids. I mean, down 12 to Gonzaga early, played a terrible first quarter, and then eke that game out. Celebration's crazy. We talked about the picture that uh, ended up with BYU Photo on the BYU website. And, and yeah, you could sense the emotion. from you. And then you're down eight with four minutes to play against Portland, who's shooting lights out, and you end up winning that game by eight. Yeah, we turned up the heat finally against the Portland game, but that was kind of late. But luckily we did. Luckily, luckily we came together and kind of fought back. Let's talk about San Diego. They've typically been pretty good, but they've struggled this year. They're 1-7 in, uh, in league. So how do you avoid a letdown on Saturday? Um, well, they beat us three times last year, and that was very upsetting. But we have to come in focus. I think the highs and the lows have kind of passed, and we've became, been able to, like, plateau. So I think just coming and focusing today, we're, I'm about to go to practice, and we're going to just get down to it, get ready, and know girls and their tendencies. We always ask uh, every member of your team this question. Uh, has Jody mispronounced her name before? I'm okay. I think I'm one of the mo- the, the one that hasn't. Ooh. Really? So he always gets Paisley. Paisley. Or Pays or, yeah. He's never no. called you Presley or. <laughs> Honestly, no, but some people do. Presley, yeah. <laughs> Maybe she should be Praisley Johnson. <laughs> Praisley Johnson. She's playing right now. Oh. oh, okay. The top 25 is interesting in college basketball compared to college football. Um, there are more teams, and it's it fluctuates more because of the more teams and more games. But BYU is one spot out. How much does it matter to you to have that top 25 ranking compared to being a team that's projected to be an at-large team in the NCAA tournament? I think. At this point, it's everything for us. I think it's exciting. It's um, it's something that I've never experienced. Obviously, this being my second year in college, so. it's been six years or seven years. Seven years since BYU has really? been ranked in basketball. It, so, would it be validating to the? Program, it really would. I think I think the people we have coming in, the people that have come in, and the people that have been here have like been working hard and kind of filtering our way to come together as a team and have that chemistry so I think very validating I like the balance of this team and I especially like offensively the it, when you have three options in the backcourt what's it like to play with Brenna and Shaley who one of one or two or even three of you it happened once could score 20 in any game it's it's a nice relief you know you don't have to be the player that has to make a play every single time and that's something Jetty emphasizes every single day in practice so i think having the three of us and even maria coming yeah, in and going to say 16 off the bench exploding awesome. like you can't guard that you really can't it's hard yeah and when shots aren't falling for shaley she's one of 11 or or for you or for brenna to have the luxury of having a player like Maria come in and put up a career high. I mean, that literally, that saved the game for she BYU against She was Portland. huge. That was awesome. Yeah, the depth is nice, for sure, on the guard line. Okay, we need you to do a couple of things. One, we need you to sign our Sailor Coop flag here awesome. for us in Studio B. And we need you to accept our gift of BYU Sports Nation BYU Sports Karma. Nation Karma. <sighs> okay. Good luck. Yes, at San Diego, keep the undefeated league uh, record going. All right. If you want to put Go Mariners on there, you can as well. From Everett, you know. Yeah. 
Write your YouTube link, too. <laughs> Paisley Johnson in Studio B. BYU women's basketball trying to win an 11th straight, stay 9-0 and in conference play in the West Coast Conference. Okay, coming up, can KVN do it again? What Sports Illustrated says he can do in the Super Bowl. Sorry, Paisley, you've had to look at that St. Mary's face the entire Pretty interview. awesome, right? Great, right? Tyler Haas goes for double digits. Details in the whip next. This is BYU Sports Nation. Shout out to today's guest, Alex Jensen, the voice of the St. Mary's Gales and BYU women's basketball sophomore guard, Paisley Johnson. If you missed any of the show, download the podcast. Go to BYUSN.com to watch full episodes. Sorry, Dennis. Uh, No time for you. Whip. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Men's basketball. Host St. Mary's tonight. The Gales beat the Cougars January 5th in Moraga by 22. Pre-game coverage, 10 Eastern on the BYU Radio. Cougars in the NFL. Kyle Van Noy was named one of Sports Illustrated's 20 most important players in the Super Bowl. 20. What are the odds for Kyle Van Noy winning Super Bowl MVP? Got a chance. Van Noy leads the Patriots with 90 tackles this season. New England matched up against the Los Angeles Rams of St. Louis in Super Bowl 53 on February 3rd. Women's basketball. Brigham is fifth in ESPNW's mid-major rankings. Gonzaga's second. BYU 16-3, 10-game win streak. Cougars playing the Slim Jim against San Diego Saturday, 5 Eastern. Jimmer! Fredette. Unfortunately, did not play in his most recent game due to illness. The Sharks did win, however, 106-94. Wait, what? Get better Jimmer. Cougars in pro hoops. They'd been losing when he'd scored a lot, and then he's sick and they win? That's weird. It's not always the case. No, I know. I'm just saying. It's weird. Kyle Collinsworth scored four points, grabbed two boards, two steals, and the Raptors' 905 win over the Westchester Knicks, which uh, Jimmer Fredette played for. Tyler Haas had 14 points, six rebounds for the Magia Huesca in their 70-64 loss against the Ibero J. Palma. Hockey. Oh, the men's team plays fifth-ranked MSU Denver tonight at 9 Eastern in Provo. Hey, might as well uh, make it memorable and beat the fifth-ranked team. I mean, they have made history by beating Utah State for the first time in Logan this season and winning 3-4 or four against the Aggies. Back in the day, I called a BYU hockey game against... Metro State. Oh, you did? Rebranded. Yeah. There you go. It was awesome. The Roadrunners of Metro State. Yeah. <laughs> Today's I, rise. I've seen a lot of those in Denver. And shout goes to Paisley Johnson for putting us on her YouTube vlog. I've always wanted to be on YouTube. Yeah. And uh, today is a very special day. Isn't it, though? Yeah. <laughs> uh, by the way, Boney Fuller tweeted out something interesting. Um, I think he's inferring that uh, the the ref from the Saints-Rams game is in the BYU game tonight. The main official. Yeah. I Okay. Wow. There you go. Okay. There'll be two other officials as well. I wonder how many Taysom be a total of three. jerseys will show up at the BYU basketball game tonight. There's a total of three refs in all. <laughs> Our question of the day. Who or what will be the difference if BYU is to beat St. Mary's tonight? Maybe it's the West Coast Conference officiating crew. At CL underscore living on Twitter answers. You know, you know I love them. Three-point shooting will make the difference. Why does it seem like everybody shoots better against BYU than anybody else? Defense on the three-point line has to improve. Defense overall has to improve. Let's break that down. So if I can guard my guy effectively, he can't just kick to an open uh, player. So Lee Kamar described offense is getting into a two-on-one. So uh, if if... 
you know, my offensive guy, I'm, I'm guarding someone. They get into the paint and can kick. Jordan Ford gets past TJ Haas or McKay Cannon probably. You don't want Malik Fitz just catching and shooting. That's the, the most highest uh, percentage shot outside of a layup and a free throw. Layup, you're close. Free throw, you're unguarded, right? So BYU's got to defend on ball just, just better, okay? You don't have to go fl- flying out of guys, jumping. Just make them make a shot. This is where BYU misses Jashir Hardnett because he's, he's a good on-ball defender. BYU's best individual on-ball defender. Yeah, Nick Emery can play a role there. McKay Cannon's a good on-ball defender. I, I won't be surprised if we see a little more Nick Emery tonight because of the way he's played defense. Offense, he's still figuring it out. At WD Heath 40 on Twitter. The home court will make the difference. BYU is entirely different at home this year, and St. Mary's isn't as good on the road. Amen and amen. Yeah, BYU's dialed in more at home. Uh, there's an energy factor there. There's a familiarity. There's the no travel thing. Uh, so hopefully BYU can put a performance together tonight that gets them a win. I don't doubt that BYU is going to be ready to play and will play well. It's whether they win. They Justin need to win. Young on Facebook. It's going to need to be more than one person. BYU needs Yoli, TJ, and Nick, to be on point, Zach needs to be lights out from three. I would submit that Gavin Baxter can be a game changer as well on defense. If we're talking about defense, that when BYU plays good defense, that leads to good offense. BYU generally. doesn't need three scores more than they just need good team defense. Yes. TJ and Yoli, if they play well and BYU plays markedly better defense, typically that's worked out. Yeah, get, in, get into the mid to high 70s. BYU hasn't you don't have to score in the 80s. three huge scores. They just need better team defense, and that has manifested itself at home. Yeah. I, I think BYU will play well tonight. I, I expect them to make it a close game, and perhaps BYU wins. Lines one and a half. The Elite Voice of the Day, presented by Sundance Mountain Resort, celebrating 50 years. Taz props to answers on Instagram. Consistency on both sides of the ball. BYU can't go through stretches when they don't score or give up easy buckets. Yeah, at home, go Cougars. B- at, at home, BYU's not going to go seven minutes without a point like San Francisco. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUS. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Kyle Collinsworth and the one 3 defense that was the last team to beat St. Mary's in the regular season. Can he play tonight? I don't know. Can Somebody called the 905. Somebody called the 905. <laughs> Kyle Collinsworth in the building. Go Cougs, beat the Gales.